Hey, Chris Bledsoe, welcome to the Edge Broadcast. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, we definitely like uh, to talk to you tonight about the, the, the strange events that's happened to you. And of course, you wrote the book, um, UFO of God. Now, that's a catchy title right there. Most people wouldn't associate God with a UFO, but I think you've, you've been busting up some paradigms and some sacred cows on that. Uh, you want to begin, Chris, just kind of uh, uh, introduce yourself and just go into, into what happened to you. Well, um, my name is Chris Bledsoe, and I live in North Carolina. I'm uh, 61 years old, father of four, very uh, successful children, and um, was a builder most of my life. I'm also a commercial rated pilot, and uh, that was going to be my career until we started having a lot of children. So I just took on to what my father and my wife's father were all builders, so. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, long uh, around 2001, when Desert Storm hit, I had 72 houses under construction, and uh, it stopped. The market stopped. It destroyed the housing market. By 08, it had completely collapsed. And um, I saw my 20 years of work go away, and it uh, ended up in a disaster to where I lost everything I had and was struggling health-wise. I'd had a near-death experience, too, actually. One when I was 10 years old, I got shot. It's all in the book. Um, but, yeah, I was I was at the bottom of my rope and uh, ready to quit, to give up, but uh, just crying out to whoever's up there. To, to help me and how it happened was it was January the, the 8th of 2007 my uh, we had had a, a construction job two hours away at the uh, Holden Beach it was right at two hours building a house down there and the men I had a crew down there working and they'd been gone for four months came home and uh, finished the job did the punch list and had the final check us and so they wanted to celebrate that day and go fishing my wife was out of town and I said why not just my oldest boy and I so uh, I had only four wheel drive truck at the time so we took them down to the Cape Fear River which is about two miles from where I lived at that time two and a half miles and uh, maybe three miles by road two miles by air long story short they lived very close so I picked them up and uh, was down on the riverbank about 2.30 that day. I believe it was a Monday. And um, I wasn't into fishing. These guys were. My son was hanging out with them, sitting on the bank with a line in the water, hunting to catch a catfish in January, which um, you know, it's a little bit slow that time of year, but they were all for it. And uh, I walked away about 3 o'clock. 3:15 and went down in the woods, down in the cul-de-sac to to just get my thoughts together. I wasn't fishing. I told them I was looking for wildlife. So I came back out of the forest just before dark, about quarter to five, uh, 4:30 or somewhere in there, and said, "You guys want to fish more or uh, stay?" So they wanted to fish, so we started a fire. We had to stop, get everybody to gather wood. We had a, a pile about chest high laying there and a fire going next to it. So it's about 10 after 5 now. In January, the sun sets at about 
5.30, I guess. So I left walking from then, walked back up the way we came in, which uh, is a quarter-mile walk and about 100 feet of, of elevation gain to get up to the field from out of the river valley. And um, I took off walking, and along about uh, the last 40, 50 yards I had to go, I had to get up. The, the elevation really changed the last 100 yards. So I'm getting near the top of this hill, and all I can see is the cattle gate up there. Uh, the crossing, you know, trees are up on both sides. I'm facing to the west, and I got this big shiny gate up there, but I can't see the field. So I get on up close towards the top, and I saw what I thought was the sun setting at the top of the trees. Uh, just began to see the, the top of it, and it looked like the sun when you see it in the evening before it hurts your eyes, you know, mm -hmm. when it dawns. And next thing I know, I make another four or five feet up the hill, and there are two of them. So immediately... I'm still not quite to the top. I dropped to my knees using the hill to hide myself, and I'm kind of panicking now. What in the world is this? They're glowing blood red. They're balls of fire, about big as a house, 40, 50 feet around, and they're they're orange to red, and this fire is swirling around it, shooting off. And so um, I got curious, and I kind of crawled my way up the hill, uh, using it to hide and I got where I could just bury my eyes above the horizon I'm laying there thinking I'm hiding right peeking through the woods the, the, the brush and um, after a minute after seeing this thing pretty face on only 200 yards 300 yards it was 200 yards to the back to the road across the field and then they were about 100 yards beyond that maybe just above the trees, not very high, a couple hundred feet above the trees. And um, I'd had about all I could stand. I then decided I was going to run. I got to get back down to where my son is. And so when I actually stood up, I, I decided I'm going to look back and I'm going to run. So I stood up, my body's turned downhill. And when I looked back, that's when I got shot. Um, this third one above me appeared out of thin air and it's it shot down beside the other two and I knew it saw me there was no doubt in my mind I knew they all knew I was there and that's when I got really spooked so I hmm. ended up back at the fire running down that hill and weird thing is I only remember the last 40 or 50 yards getting to the fire I could see them I don't remember walking through that mud getting down there I didn't have flashlight either but when I got to the fire, my son was not there. And these three guys were standing there, not fishing any longer. And they said, where have you been? I'm like, what do you mean, where have I been? They said, you've been going all night. We've been looking for you. I said, no way. I was just up at the field. I've only been gone 20 minutes. And But no, they insisted I'd been gone three or four hours. Uh, so I panicked looking for my son. I went in a panic and took off across the the, the cul-de-sac which was a grassy uh, acre grassy uh, circle I ran to the back side where I'd gone in the woods earlier that day shouting for and uh, he had uh, ran across when he was out looking for me he'd seen these red balls of light 
come out of the woods down the path. And they came out in the path and started toward me. So he got scared and started hiding. He's only 17 years old. Mm-hmm. He was hiding under this thick undergrowth right along the edge of that cul-de-sac. The woods open up once you get in there, but the first 10 feet is real thick. And so um, when I found him, uh, he wasn't saying a word. He wouldn't answer until I just about stepped on him. And he'd come out from under there. He was crying. Uh, he was panicked. He was in shock. And all he can say is, why'd you leave me, Daddy? Why'd you leave? Where'd you go? I'm like, I was only up at the field for 20 minutes. He said, no, Daddy, you've been going all night. I've been looking for you. I've been uh, I've been here. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. These creatures, they had me uh, they had me paralyzed where I couldn't speak, and I couldn't cry. I couldn't shout. Why did you leave me? He was in a state, right? So I'm freaking out after what I'd seen and hearing what he's talking about. I drove him back over to the fire where they were, and they heard this, and they were freaked out now. About that time, one of the guys shout, and we look up and hear this stars just moving everywhere. A whole bunch of them. They very bright like Venus would. And, uh, there were eight or nine of them going out and coming back together, and then three of them landed right in front of us across the river, only 75 yards away. And so we shot up out of there, leaving, left our poles, coolers, everything, and um, got back in the truck and started out of there. And when we got to the top of the hill through the cattle gate, couldn't go any further because the third one that took me is now in the road in the field. The other two are still sitting out there. They never moved. But this third one has our path blocked. It's in the two road in the corn pit. And so um, it it ended up starting towards us and barely cleared the trees behind me. We were, we'd come up out of the forest. So the tree's about 60, 70 feet above my truck. And this thing barely cleared the tree. I could have shot it with a slingshot out of my sunroof. And uh, it was hardly moving. Once it got past us a few feet, it turned north and shot out of there. And that's how it began. That's how all this began. And I reported it. It goes on. In fact, it's never quit uh, happening. It happens every day of my life. And uh, that's why the government has been so involved with me for the last 15 years um, investigating this. Mm-hmm. And uh, many of them have seen it with me. Uh, Chris, when, you, when you're saying that it happens every day, are, are you saying you see them every day or you get abducted every day? What, what, what's happening? No, no. Uh, I see these orbs all the time. Okay. They're, they're in my house. Uh, mm-hmm. They're all over. I mean, they come out of the sky. They come out of the forest. Um, we film them. I film them with cameras and uh, witnesses here. I've had 20 and 30 witnesses here. Mm-hmm. They've all had orbs come right over their heads, some 10 and 15 feet away. Mm-hmm. Some of them will be this big, you know, the size of a bowling ball, and then some of them are a lot bigger. Somebody watching the watching the program, the name believed in the live chat, said they've been abducted, and they he or they said that you do get paralyzed, and a lot of times people have have the story that there'd be two people in the bed and if, if one of them gets abducted or has an experience of some sort, the other one always seems to be paralyzed. So they seem to know 
who's around and they they they're managing the situation yeah. that's what it looks like they're managing it and and these other people are coming into view and i was thinking about the four hours that, that of the time that that was missing do you think they that they have the ability to jump time and space how do you think that time is manipulated by them well uh, honestly uh, i have to answer that question i've always said i believe their time uh when you have missing time and you experience it. Their time was a whole lot different than ours. It seems much longer. Like being gone an hour seems like days when you're uh, when you're recalling this. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think they can turn us off, just like turning off a, a, a robot. You can walk up and switch it off. I think they can do us the same mm-hmm. way. And, and the reason I say that is the night we were taken, that I was taken, when we got up to that cattle gate with the truck. There was a mobile home next to us, about 50 yards away on another lot. It was all at the back of that field. So I drove across the ditch and across his driveway and up to his front door and had my lights on in his front door with a six-foot wooden deck, a 10-by-60 mobile home, small. Storm doors there. I could see the TV going. There are two cars in the yard. You could hear it going. One of the guys got out and knocked on the door because we didn't have a cell phone. And this thing is right out front of their house, about mm-hmm. 200 yards away, just sitting there. But they they never come to the door. And the next day, they went back to get the poles and stuff. And they spoke to those people, and they said mm-hmm. they were home all night. Didn't hear a thing. Chris, you said your your son your son reported to you that they had paralyzed him. Did he see the creatures? Yeah, he saw them for a good. A, a long time. He was gone. Best we could tell, two hours. And what's what's the description? They were uh, three and a half feet tall, maybe, uh, no more than three to four feet tall, and they're translucent looking. Their eyes were red, almost mechanical looking, uh, being that uh, they when they close their eyes, they go from top to bottom like a shutter. But like, when you stare, like they're a lizard, almost like. Well, no, they um, they're they're glowing. These little beings glow like the moon color, the color of the moon. I have, hmm. I have actually have video of. Hmm. All right, uh, we have a question from Kentucky Girl out of the live chat. It says, uh, Chris, do you think that orbs are everywhere, but most of us can't see them like you can? Yeah, I really do. In fact, I know it for sure. Okay. Uh, they're, they're all around us. They don't. They're, they're, the the world is full of them around us. Uh, and I have so much video and photo of, of these orbs around us. It's incredible. Hmm. And, um, uh, was in in your bio that was sent to me, maybe by your publicist, it says that you're a a strong believer in, in, of God. So with that yeah. in mind, uh, Seven Mile Bridge out of the live chat says, Chris, did you ever rebuke them in the name of Jesus? Uh, no, uh, not at all, because I was calling on God, calling on Jesus the mm-hmm. night they took me. And so that's what came. Mm-hmm. I was praying the whole night. That's what I was doing when I walked up to that field. Mm-hmm. I was crying out, Lord, help me. How do I feed my children? I, I, I've got, you know, I'm living in a 5,000-foot home, and now... For 20 years now, I got to get free school lunches. That's where I was. So I was ready to quit, give up on life, 
And I was crying out to God that night. And when they came, they took me. And when they brought me back, I had battled Crohn's disease for 17 and a half years. And after that night, I had it no longer. It was completely gone. And mm -hmm. I've never mm -hmm. had a symptom since then. All right, let me welcome in the live chat. Uh, Mac Duggs, Tony Louisiana, Robert Griffin, Raul Wins, Kentucky Girl, and Life Station Express. Um, and Life Station Express says, what do you think an orb is? Well, I, I think there—I think some of them are people that have gone on, uh, animals. I have, I have uh, so much uh, evidence of of people in in orbs. So there's God, there's Jesus, there's angels uh, in orbs. So I think there there are two distinct types. I think they're angelic beings, and I think there are people that have mm -hmm. gone on before us. That are around us. Uh, mm -hmm. I have a picture of my dog, Nellie. It's in the book. Uh, a Labrador that was killed. I was down in Mission Control at uh, Florida with some scientists and came back home to find my dog had been run over. I went out to her grave and took my camera and uh, out came an orb, a white orb. And when I took a picture, there she is. Anybody can see. Mm -hmm. it's, in the, it's in the book. So these creatures then. Um, I mean, for a lot of people, they, they have negative experiences when they get abducted. They talk about hideous experiments. And frankly, when you were describing your story, I mean, it, it just seems exactly like Travis Walden in, fire, in the Fire in the Sky. You know, he's out with a group of guys and, and he gets abducted. He has missing time. Uh, he didn't get healed, though. He, 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 got, he got experimented on some hideous kind of sexual way. Uh, but you got healing. So... So these sort of these, and, and by the way, they describe the UFO exactly like yours, red glowing type of thing, um, right. but like a fireball. They thought the force was on fire. Um, right. But uh, so when it comes to that, and I, he has a pretty good credible story. Other people I've had on the show have credible stories. You're you're coming across credibly to me. Um, right. I can't I can't verify it either way. I'm just believing you. You seem like a, you know until I have other evidence. You're you're honest as far as I can tell. So that means then that there is selection. Some are going to get hideous sexual experiments of all kind of weird things going in their eyeballs and orifices, and other people, such as yourself, are, are going to get healed. Is that right? Well, let's just say this. Um, I've studied this in depth. I've studied it with academics and with uh, scientists, and, and I know for sure that about 95% of all the reports are positive. You only hear about the 5%, maybe 10% that is negative. Mm -hmm. But 95, 90 to 95% of this stuff is people experience positive stuff mm -hmm. from. Now, con conversely, when it comes to near-death experiences, every 75% uh, of the people have an experience uh, in you know, going to the light and being healed and this and that and the other. Right. But there's 25% that have near hell experiences. They go the other way. So, and but in this case here, it you, you don't hear about the hell, near hell experiences. You only hear about the near heaven experience. All right, I've got another question right. for you. Uh, put Yahweh first. Says Chris, did they give you any advice or hints about Earth's future? Yeah, um, and I don't. Uh, I do know that they're. Uh, they're going to reveal themselves before we destroy this planet. 
they're going to come front and center public. And that's why the government is talking about it now. They really don't know how to talk about this. They don't know how to tell it because it's not like we think. It's conscience-based. This thing is more spiritual. These orbs, when I when I go out, and, and I've demonstrated this in front of so many people, even at the Monroe Institute, first time in history at the Monroe Institute, it happened on my watch uh, this past June. It's the last chapter of this book. Uh, I call on I call on God. I pray to the heavens, and here they come. So that says a whole lot there. And so many people go out and they look and they do these mantras and summons and CE5s and they get a little wink here and there. But it's because they don't, I don't think they understand exactly what it is we're dealing with, the nature of it. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, it's a spiritual thing. Um, we, uh, uh, the, the United States is getting ready, or the Joe Biden administration is getting ready to send F-16 fighters to Ukraine. And that's another escalation up towards yeah. World War III. And if any hotspot in the world could bring us to World War III, it's that conflict right there. And it seems like our government is so inept that they're liable just to stumble into it or cause it in some way for an election or otherwise. My question is, are they watching that Ukrainian situation and would they know what level and how near we are to destroying this planet? That's the reason I'm experiencing their, their presence. That's the whole reason they're here. That's why they're revealing themselves. And this thing is letting me film it. And it's the most elusive thing on planet Earth, the UFO. But I have been allowed to film it in a huge way. And I think uh, everybody will get to see it more this summer. Uh, I can't say any more about that. But it's going to come front and center more and more from the government and from all the sources mm-hmm. that uh but yeah, they're they're alarmed at what's happening. Remember World War II. Remember the Foo Fighters. What were they? Mm-hmm. They were orbs. Why were they seeing them? Because all the suffering of the people. I've mm-hmm. had a thousand people write me this month alone, this month, and they write me all the time, thousands, and they're all the same, all of them. But they want to tell me about the story. They want to send me videos they've got. And it's always the same. What what was happening with you when you started seeing these orbs? And it's always the same. My mama died. My daddy died. I lost my wife and my husband. I lost a son or a child. It's always suffering. And that's when they start seeing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Were, were you? Do you remember when you were on top of the ridge there by the cattle gate? Were you hit with any sort of light, or were you just abducted straight up? Uh, they. Uh, it's hard to remember, but they came right over me. This this red fireball of fire, mm-hmm. which I you know I was calling on God and the UFO came, or chariot of fire you could call it. Mm-hmm. But it switched to this white glowing thing that looked like the Tic Tac. That's what got the government's attention because when I reported it, it was forty six. I said it was forty five to fifty foot long. And it was like an egg laying on its side or uh, a football, mm-hmm. uh, kind of fat in the middle, five foot off the ground. And they said, bingo, we, uh, this is coming from intelligence guys, told me they knew the minute I reported it 
mm-hmm. that it was the F-18's radar was describing these Tic Tacs at 46 foot. Long, uh, you, long. Mi- you mentioned uh, chariots of fire. There's uh, this scripture here, Second uh, Kings two eleven says, and they still went on and talked, and behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated between the two, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Now, right. strangely, this almost seems what you're describing. You saw and you you said chariots of fire, and you yeah. went up. I don't know if you went up in a whirlwind, but you obviously w- went up somewhere. So there is yeah. a, a sort of a biblical uh, part to that. And then we have Joel 2.5 says, Like the noise of chariots on tops of mountains, and you were on top of mountains, shall they leap like the noise of a flame of fire that devoureth the stubble. And you were talking about a ball of, you said yourself, without even seeing these scriptures, that they appeared to be balls of fire. So there's two yeah. cooperating scriptures there in the Bible. kind of reminds me of... Uh, Maybe uh, Eric Von Daniken's Chariots of the Gods, although he missed out on that because he said God's plural, and there's only one, certainly. But there is some, there is some precedence, biblically, uh, for this type of activity. Well, I'll tell you more. Uh, that when you start doing the research, you'll find out real quick. Uh, and this was given to me by a tenured professor of religious studies. She works with the Vatican. She's one of the top professors in the world in her in her uh, field. Her name is Dr. Diana Pasol. And she told me, she said, Chris, I can't ever tell this, but I'll give you the information. You do what you want with it. She said, but I have seen personally the, 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 the translations of the King James Bible. And the word cloud, in the King James Bible was intentionally mistranslated. There are two. One is a weather phenomenon, and the other one was an uh, an object or an angelic being in the sky, an object uh, like an opening. So that's why you have clouds that are talking, clouds that are on fire, clouds that feed them manna in the morning, clouds that protect them. Uh, Jesus in the last day said, when I come back, I'm coming back riding on the clouds of heaven or in the clouds of heaven. Mark 14, Matthew 26, Matthew 24, Luke 17, they all go right through it and say, when you see me coming with the clouds of heaven. Mm -hmm. Exodus. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Coming in the clouds. Well, these clouds, uh, when when Jesus was baptized on the Jordan River by John the Baptist, and it's in Luke, I believe, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and it says, and a bright cloud appeared above them, a bright shiny one, and it spoke and said, this is my son, listen to it. So that's why you have the Gelder painting. Everybody wants to know what it is about Art de Gelder in the 1400s painted this picture of a saucer over top of Jesus shining laser beams down. So it was it was hidden from us. There you go. That's that's the baptism of John the ba- uh, Jesus Christ by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. And that's a great a shiny cloud. The Bible describes it that way. Hmm. All right, we have this question here. It says um uh, how do you reconcile the belief that orbs are people and animals uh, with the Bible? Well, I believe that uh, you know the Bible just was written two thousand years ago, 
and I believe it. I'm a, I'm a born again Christian. I've been a uh, a deacon in the Pentecostal Holiness Church. I'm no longer there because they ostracized me and told me if you you're going to continue to talk about it, you're not welcome. So, you know, I was crying out to God, help me, and he sent these balls of fire and did. And it was a beautiful thing to me. And uh, so I ran into a problem with the church there. Uh, so, I, you know, I believe in the Bible, but I believe there are things there that, that we don't understand. We, we don't know the half of it, right? We don't know the tenth of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I had I had a I had a run in with the church and I got kicked out, man. But it wasn't because I was saying I got abducted by aliens. But so you can go around with them sometimes when people have their have their when there's something sinister going on in, in a church. Um, you, you say there's a conscious connection with UFOs. Can you explain that? Well, I can tell you this, and this is this will answer the minds of these people that that. Uh, the conscious connection is it knows your thoughts and that's one thing in the Christian world they always want they always want to use the, the default oh it's demons my grandma said it was demons or the preacher said mm-hmm. they've been saying that since they started burning people back in the inquisition days they, they make people laugh at you if you spoke about a ghost and set you afire and they burnt women, they burnt witches, they burnt thousands of people. So it's ingrained in our thought to believe it's negative. But uh, one thing all Christians know is demons can't read your thoughts, right? Well, these things can. They read it. They know your your thought before you're going to think it. They know where you're going to look and what direction and when before you look. And I've demonstrated that more than one time. Mm-hmm. Um, let's bring up another one here for you. Maybe you can comment on it. Um, uh, let's get this up on here. All right, here's Colossians. It should be. Now I'll jump out of the picture. Here it says in, in Colossians 1.16, uh, for, by, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Uh, Chris, doesn't that mean that uh, perhaps that he created aliens, that he created ghosts, that he could be? I mean, are we are we are we talking about everything? Yeah, I, I believe that you know if you believe in God, that and which I do, uh, all living things were created by this this force, whatever it is, God. This. Uh, it's so complex. We have no way of knowing. You know, there's got to be others out there. There have to be aliens out there somewhere. That's just, and I don't discount that. I believe that people see these things, maybe they're seeing. But that's not been my experience. My experience mm-hmm. has only been with balls of fire, mm-hmm. light, and beings. And, and the thing is, I can prove it. I have filmed it and filmed it for years. I have a video of a little being walking right up to me in my yard. Mm-hmm. I have one coming out of an orb that saved a girl with cancer, standing next to me with a whole group of people. Mm-hmm. Flew right up to me six foot away and popped out in the, uh, of the orb as a six or seven foot tall, glowing white figure. Mm-hmm. And immediately her cancer was, was gone. 
The only other person that I've talked to on this program that said they've seen not secondhand information, but firsthand, like your story is firsthand, uh, was uh, um, uh, a woman that we had on here named Kloski. She said she met a gray alien out in a field, but it wasn't a nice experience. Um, it was Chase Kloski, and she, she and everybody else in that field went running, and their batteries yeah. got drained. So they're they didn't get healed on that one. They got chased out of the field. And but but uh, interesting, they described the, the creature about three point five, three and a half feet, and eyes that had a lens like you you sort of described there. But now other people talk about getting abducted, and I know uh, you know you're sharing your experience, and everybody's experience is different. That's that's the key. So we all need to have an open mind. But what about yeah. those that are claiming that, and just even recently that somebody's been cutting the organs out of cows and stuff. Is that, the, is this the same crowd? The same space crowd? So. No, no. The, I wouldn't think that us, uh, uh, th these beings are not physical. What I'm dealing with are orbs. They, they appear, they'll appear in my house. A ball of light this big. And you hear them sizzling, crackling like electrical energy. And then they might, burst and fill the room with light that happens sometimes less than 10 feet away mm -hmm. um, and, and we film them and you can hear them sizzling I have one on video you can hear it sizzling the electrical static coming out of it so it's not like these are creatures uh, I, I haven't experienced that mm -hmm. so Chris on, on the website we always have a poll related to the guest so tonight's poll on our website, everybody can still take that poll. Uh, it says, what are UFOs? And their choices are unexplained flying objects, all, all of the list, alien craft, Chinese weather balloons, demon transport, swamp gas, vehicles for angels, or unleaded fuel only. I, that might be my choice there, unleaded fuel only, UFO. But the number one is unexplained flying objects. Of course, we had a lot of Chinese weather balloons flying over the United States. And uh, strangely, that, that story just disappeared. Uh, you know, and it was only one balloon that we ever had a picture of, and then the rest of them they've been hiding. But they were described as unidentified flying object. They use other terms now to confuse people to change the narrative. But they weren't Chinese balloons, and they said there was objects that you described, like in the tick attack videos. So, are these these objects scanning? Is that them scanning the the planet, or just the United States? Uh, no, they're everywhere. These things are all around us, the whole planet. They, they don't go anywhere. They're always here. They live in the air above us. These are celestial beings. The, the what the Bible calls many different beings out there. L listen to to Ezekiel's experience with an angel. What did he describe when these will within the will came down on the ground in front of them, and out comes a creature that had four faces. It had the face of a man. It had the face of an eagle, I think, and an ox, and a lion. So what's that about? An angel, you know, we, we, we tend to believe their grandma with wings or a baby with wings, but these things are creatures. Even uh, Dr. Pasolka was telling me that uh, in her studies, all angelic being visits were terrified. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jacob wrestled one and broke his hip, touched his hip and broke it. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a, a a a painting from who knows when back of of Ezekiel and the they try to depict the wheel within a wheel, uh, so there definitely are different. Uh, 
um, times in, in the Bible that there's obviously some celestial events happening. Now, we have this, this scripture here in Isaiah. It says that God sitteth upon the circles of the earth. Some of some might say, you know, that or you might even say that he, he could be in a UFO sitting, in, you know, in, yeah. in space like that. But I want you to come in on this one here. This is uh, uh, Zechariah 5.1, and it says, And I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a flying roll. Uh, you described a elongated, almost like a football-type thing. That sounds like a roll to me. Yeah, like a pylon or like a... Uh, like uh, it, Moses described in, in Exodus, and a pillar-shaped cloud, or a pillar, which is the, uh, a column on a porch, or a cylinder. A cylinder-shaped cloud went before the children of Israel for 38 years. Wherever it went, they camped underneath it. It fed them manna in the morning. It gave them shade in the day and was on fire at night to keep them safe. That was a machine. Mm-hmm. That's what Moses was described. Uh, well, well, Chris, yeah. so it's clear that you have some biblical knowledge there. And when you're yeah. talking about dealing with the CIA and NASA and MUFON, you're certainly going to be dealing with uh, atheistic type people, non-believers of God of any kind. Uh, right. In your in your conversations with them, have you? I don't want to say convinced, but have you persuaded or? got people to think about uh, the, the existence of God and the supernatural in a way that they never had before, just by your conversation with them? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in fact, they're just as open as you and I are. Look, I don't claim the, the answers. I'm just saying for 16 years, I've amassed a lot of data. I have 2,500 videos on my cell phone right now. And most of them were taken in the last 24 months. And I've been doing this 16 years. And uh, we've been studied by more U.S. government and foreign government than anybody in the history of the UFO. It's in the forward of my book. Jim writes it there. Um, Officially or non-officially. And we all are in wonder what it is we're dealing with. What is this? You know, I want to know, but I don't believe in the demon thing at all. I don't believe in the fallen angel thing at all. The Nephilim thing, you can't even find it in the King James Bible. Google put it in a Bible gateway and put Nephilim. You won't find it. It's not in there. And and you go to Google and Google sons of God and it comes up the Nephilim. What's that about? If you look at Jude 6, Jude 6 says and the angels that left their position from heaven and came to earth and cohabited with man were locked away in everlasting chains and darkness so for those that believe in the nephilim the angels well you can't cherry pick it there it says they're they're locked away so that's out there you go hmm well, man, there, there it is right there. I'll get out of the picture so people can read that. That is in uh, Jude 1 6. The angels was kept not their first estate, but left their habitation. He hath reserved uh, to everlasting change and to darkness. So wh- whoever left this habitation is going to go to a pretty nasty place, it looks like. Right. But there goes the, the, the Nephilim and the fallen angels argument is poppycock. They get this out of a book called Enoch, which was written 
you know, one or two hundred years before Jesus. It's not a very old book, and it was written by people that were just, you know, basically mm -hmm. making it the way they thought about. Well, well, Chris, there is a there is a a lot of uh, people that. Take, uh, subscribe to the idea of the Nephilim fallen angels. There's whole books and seminars, of course, nationwide on that. Uh, you're yeah. given a completely different point of view. I've never heard anybody say they just flat they flat don't exist, and it's fine because I'm glad you're on the show. I'd like alternative and different points of view so I can study it myself. But is there any medium uh, medium there between what you're saying and what a lot of the other uh, investigators or, or I don't or researchers talking about the the, the Nephilim and, and and those. I've researched it with the highest uh, level of academics, and Dr. George Zervos is one. That says there's nothing there. You can't find it. The only thing mentioned about it is Daniel mentions one little sentence. But they've got all these volumes and books and videos and documentaries about it. But it says right there, plain as day. You can't cherry pick this thing. You can't take one scripture from the Bible and say this one don't matter. It says all the angels are locked away until the day of judgment. So that's it. That argument stands. I mm -hmm. mean that that stands. And find it if you can find it in the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, great. But I mean, that's almost and, and I agree with you. That's almost like a, a side conversation. Um, you know, it's like well, how many raptures are there? You know, who's right. going first and, and these kinds of things that divide people. But there is that scripture where Jesus says, um, uh, no man cometh unto do the father, but by me. Do you do you agree with that? Well, um, what does he mean by that? Um, well, yeah, did you ask him? I would, I would ask him. It sounds like you, you asked some, you asked the questions about why am I not getting healed? And you got the answer. Have you ever asked that question to the same people? Uh, yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, I believe in Jesus. Let's just say that I do believe in Jesus. And, um, but I believe a bit different than I did all my life. Yeah. Uh, I believe, I don't necessarily need to, to, um, I can talk straight to God. We yeah. all can. Yeah. I think that was what Jesus was trying to tell us why they killed him. They mm. killed him because he said, you've made a, a the, the, the temple into a bank and you, you're selling all these animals and, and charging taxes and mm. so on. So mm. he was just telling us how to live and to, to, if you have the the uh, mm -hmm. yeah no he he said uh, I am the way the truth and the life and no man cometh unto yeah. the Father except by me that seemed like he's a door he's kind of the door there uh, yeah, sounds like I you're kind of leaving leaving it leaving the quote door open for another way uh, to God so no, I mean I, I guess we all have our another another way yeah sounds like uh, but sounds I like do we all know have our... that the, this is a big world okay. with a lot of people. Yeah. And I don't want to, to ostracize those that aren't Christian, right? Because I believe God loves us all. Mm. And I believe he made a way for everyone. Mm. Uh, God is God. It, you know, Allah and Yahweh. What's the difference in it? They believe they believe in God. We believe we believe in God. And we can't mm. imagine God no better than they can imagine God. So we end up fighting about, my God is better than your God. Well, God is God. Mm -hmm. 
God is well, you know, now see, there's there's some truth there. I mean, I I would I would agree that when we get to heaven, uh, if you believe in heaven, um, that a lot of narratives are going to get blown out of the water, good, bad, or indifferent. Everybody thinks they yep. have the have have the have the way that that it is. Uh, you mentioned the King James Bible. I'll just stick with that, man, because this this life isn't isn't long enough to go too much further than even understanding that book. Which basically we're quoting that book tonight. But I don't. I can't quote you anything out of the Koran or any other kind of book. All I know about the Koran right. is they, they say hide behind a bush and kill a Jew. So I don't. I don't know how, how close to God that is. Uh, but somebody wants to know. You, you talk about your videos. Do you have a uh, a place where there where people can see those videos? Yeah. If you um, if you go on my website ufoofgod.com, there's links to my social media, and I have. Uh, an Instagram page there that I put about 50 videos is all about 50 on there. If that many. And, uh, but I have a whole lot more and I put them on there from time to time, but you can see them ground level. You can see them 10 feet away, 20 feet away or way up in the sky. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, in your writings that, uh, you had a visit from a lady. Tell us about that. This was in 2012. Uh, after coming home from, you know, and, and reporting this, and the whole family ostracized me, the whole community, everybody turned on me, and my whole family was being made fun of. My kids were being made fun of at, at the elementary school and the junior high school. All these kids thought, oh, yeah, your dad's crazy, y'all alien people. And this was 16 years ago when it wasn't as, uh, in the news, right? And so after about five years of that, I, I had gotten so upset uh, that I had brought this on my children simply because I said that I was healed by these UFOs came and healed me, these orbs. And, oh, they're demons. You were playing with demons. Well, the whole crowd, it wasn't uh, the people got, got to my family so bad that it, it nearly destroyed my young teenagers trying to date girls and all at 15 and all these crazy people pounding on my children and it drove me into a spot to where I was angry so I walked outside that night at Easter Friday night uh, Saturday night before Easter and I shouted to the rooftops I said you know what thank you for coming when I called on the river that night. Thank you for healing me. But you have ruined my life and my whole family. Why did you do that? Why did you, I've been trying for five years to film this, to share with friends and family so they didn't think I was crazy. Uh, I just wanted a video. I just wanted a picture. I wanted to share with my dad and my family, outside family and, and, and you know, immediate family. Um, the truth of this, but it never would let and so I went out that night and I said, I quit. I'll never talk about this ever again. I'm not going to speak about it again, period. Thank you. Uh, don't come back. I don't want to ever see you again. And they were coming all the time. I'd see them all the time. My kids too and my wife. And so that night I went to bed and I woke up at 3 a.m. to a loud voice. And next thing I know, I'm outside fully dressed not knowing how I got there other than I dressed myself when I'm outside and um, this rush of wind 
like uh, you hear about uh, this mighty rushing wind come out of the forest and blew me down all the way backwards. And as I'm going back, I see this cow, huge cow, bull, run me over, translucent. I could see through it. And uh, immediately I landed on my back. Now I rolled over to my stomach because I'm going to run. Uh, I was going to get away from this thing, whatever it was. But there's no longer a cow there. There's a lady, there, a woman, and she's glowing, beautiful and white. And she had a dress that went up with a collar and her sleeves out to her wrist and down to her feet, which were bare. And she was floating three feet over the ground. And she looked at me and she said, you know why I'm here. Um, and this is your burden. You must bear you have to do this. You've been uh, asked to tell the world what you know. And I've come to see to it that you do that. And if you will, I will help you. I will allow you to film us. I will allow you to um, share us, our presence with others. And uh, I'll always be with you. And immediately, if you read this book, you'll see from that point, what happened? Within two weeks, things started happening like crazy. Within two years, I was in Washington with the highest levels of families up there, and uh, just one young boy. I'm going to New I'm going to Delaware next week to spend a week with him, a few days with him, two days. Uh, this child that's in the book that's going off for his junior college this year. They said he was going to die at. By the time he was 13, he'd be dead. And um, so I don't want to spoil the book, but it's in there. Uh, and this is how high the story goes. It goes clear to the White House. And, hmm. you know, so uh, I don't want to say chosen, but you certainly uh, seemed like you were sought out. And then you had an, you were given an assignment um, so what makes Chris Bledsoe the person to get that assignment? I don't know. I wish I did know. I know that uh, it's been a tough 61 years for me. I have struggled, and um, I've been near death twice, more than that, really, several times, but shot point blank with a shotgun from 10 feet away, not 10 feet, 6 feet away. Uh, blew a hole in me big as an orange in my back left shoulder and uh, I still have all the lead in my chest from that just it's, it's been a it's mm -hmm. been a tough journey but you know I accept what it is I have to do yeah. well there's that scripture there where Paul had a light shining around him I think he was he I think he was knocked off a horse uh, yeah, so I, you know it sounds she, like you were knocked, knocked through the ground so it looks like when you get hit with that light man you know, it's it's kind of like a um, uh, like a, a call, an awakening call of, of some sort. Um, so, Chris, the 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 question that has challenged mankind forever is: Are we alone? How would you answer that? Uh, we're absolutely not alone. Uh, I, I honestly believe that we were probably created by or. or or, or they tend to evolution and and our creation. I wouldn't doubt it that they that they're not watching. Our, they're the watchers. You know, their God is there. The 
it's there. Well, no, wait a minute, man. The Watchers comes from the Book of Enoch too, doesn't it? Um, yeah, there's always Bibles. Uh, in the Bible, there's plenty of scriptures about these angels mm-hmm. that watch over Earth. Okay. So, so in the end, do you know why you were abducted? Were you abducted to be healed to convince you that they are real and that they're bringing a message of peace? I can't answer any of that. I have no idea why this is happening to me. I have no idea why if I open this door and walk out and lift my hands to the sky anywhere from one to to as many as 20 or 30 orbs might appear and come come right over our, my head or mm-hmm. some of them within a few feet or this fire. I have many people with witnesses flame burning It'll, over my head or near me, this close to my arm, the fire. Mm-hmm. I filmed it doing this. Mm. Why? I don't know why. I have no clue. I just do what it is I I feel like I have to do. Have, have you ever met an angel? Yes. What do they what do they look like? Do they look like the woman you described? No. They look like a, a glowing figure you, there's no recognition. Uh maybe the lady was an angel. She mm. looked like, you know, any beautiful lady you've ever seen other than she was floating about three feet off the ground, mm-hmm. wasn't very tall. Um, but I, 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 I describe in the book uh, an event that happened in 2019 where something hovered over my phone for 30 minutes. I filmed it for 18 minutes. I have it on video. Um, and it told me to warn that trouble was coming. And so I did in 2019. I, I came out of hiding after six or seven years of not speaking. Um, and started warning that trouble was on the way to store up. And sure enough, a few months later, COVID hits. Mm. Uh, and that's why it was called COVID-19. It was released in 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, I started warning about something coming. I didn't know what it was. Well, was that and Biden. I mean, he came in 2020. So yeah, I could see where they'd be warners about the terror and the decimation to come. Um could you tell us, this is from Mac, uh, it says, can you tell us more about what the aliens said about the future? Well, you know, um, they told me that we were going to have trouble ahead, that um, that we're destroying this planet, and there were species that are lost with no direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've become divided as people. And we're very vulnerable, and uh, they're not going to allow the suffering to happen so long. Mm-hmm. So I uh, think how 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 did how did they say that uh, humans are destroying the planet? Well, look at the weather. The weather is going crazy, and we're just polluting. I don't I don't know. We got normal weather here in in the middle of the country here. Uh, uh, what kind of weather are we talking about? Who who's got the bad weather? Well, it's just everywhere. There's just definitely some bad weather going on. So okay, all right. So if if we so if we stop stuff, then we can have good weather. I'm not sure what 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 are you saying. Well, I think I think if we humans come together in uh, knowing that God is real or that there's something real out Mm -hmm. there, right? That we didn't happen by an accident. Evolution is about the farthest fetched thing that they ever tried to perpetrate on humanity. It's crazy. The human body is so technologically advanced, full of machines. Seems seem like we're veering away from the bad weather question, though. Well, yeah, but um, 
Well, what, what else evidence is there? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm listening. Uh, what, what evidence else do we have that humans are destroying planets? I can planet? tell you this. I taught weather for the Federal Aviation Administration, okay. private pilot airplane. Right. And I started taking classes for that and I, for several years. I went through training on that where I could teach it. And so I know weather quite a bit. And okay. I know there's a lot of things like the hurricane that hit Houston a couple of years ago had 70 inches of rain. Mm -hmm. Whoever heard of 70 inches of rain in a week? Well, Houston, we Houston heard about yeah. it in about, about the year 1921. They heard about it when it flooded the city. That's so was well, we destroying was the planet back hurricane. then too? Right. Well, I can tell you this living in North Carolina, we have a lot of hurricanes, right? Okay. Diane was the first one I experienced in 1986, and it blew at 115 miles an hour and blew all the trees down, and the big old growth oak trees were gone. But we didn't have no more than eight or ten inches of rain. And as the years progressed on, these hurricanes became more violent. Matthew had 24 inches of rain in, in 18 hours. Okay, so you're you're saying that humans are destroying the planet, so therefore. The Earth is is fighting back with hurricanes. I think that um, something is going on. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. That that's something you said. I'm saying that the weather is definitely um, showing some signs of uh, instability. Huge hail. Okay. All right. So okay, I can see what you're saying. You're saying. That weather should be stable. Right. And it's not stable because humans are doing what? They're doing something to cause it. Who knows what? Okay. I don't know what. Okay, you mean, okay, so I see where you're going. You're saying that humans are modifying the weather. It's possible. It's definitely possible. Somehow it's happened. And, uh, you know, we're in a drought. I have a four-acre pond in my yard, and we've had this property 30 years, and I've never seen it as low as it is. Wait a minute. you got hurricanes or a drought? Which one Which one is it? Maybe the we hurricane can fill up. To we've had drought the last three years, but in, uh, we had six hurricanes in one year. One year we had six. Well, one, one, don't, don't hurricanes, hurricanes bring water? Yeah, we hadn't had one in three years, though. It's pretty low. The drought has been bad. Well, I thought you said we're having hurricanes all the time. I'm I'm trying to stay with you, but you're kind of going back and forth a little bit on me. Uh, well, I'll just check the record. I haven't said any of the sort. I don't know where you're coming from. Well, there. you said I'm that you said that you said that the wait. Earth has got hurricanes because of what humans are destroying the planet. You said I humans didn't say are destroying. You're saying that. You're saying that. I said that there's the weather is definitely a change in the weather. Okay, there okay. is a climate climate change is happening. What's causing it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what's causing the weather to change, but the weather is changing. So weather's not supposed to change is what you're telling me. I'm trying to I'm trying to get out what you're trying to tell me. Well, we've gone on too long about the stupid weather. <laughs> weather has changed. Well, right? It didn't weather, sound like you really thought the about the weather. weather is different than it used to be. I can tell you from my 61 years experience, we're having huge rains that we never had when we have them to the extreme to where we're not having any rain. There, there's all over the country. I got you. Well, the planet must not change. like your side of the country because here in the Midwest, we're, we're doing just fine and weather's 
just the way it always has been enjoying good sunny weather today i guess if bad weather hits you know i guess we'll i'll look and see who caused it but what so yeah i I just think you need to think about that weather thing a little bit more well i don't know where you're getting that if you're not into climate change it's all over the news about climate change do you not believe in climate change uh I, i believe climate changes all the time of course it does well, that's all I've been saying. The climate is changing. But it's not, I don't see it getting worse. I see it changing. It's, it's the earth, the earth was designed for climate change. That's why we have four seasons. Right. I get okay. that. So there's change, that. changes here in the Midwest four times a year. Well, what is the science saying? I don't know. The scientists are saying there's climate change, and I definitely see the change in the climate here in our area. Mm. Extreme. But, but, but I, I would also. Extreme. I would also say those same scientists would say that God doesn't exist. So I'd be careful listening to the science there, Chris. Because remember, the scientists are the one that said the earth is going to uh, it's going to blow up in 12 years. The scientists right. are saying that, and you and I both know that's not the case. Well, I think I think that uh, I don't have any answers when it comes to what reason or why. Well, then what I would do is when, when if you have another interaction with those people, man, try to get some of these answers because we can't get them from our government. They're always lying to us, and scientists are always lying to us. Told everybody to stay inside the COVID thing, and it caused our kids to not be able to learn for two years, and it turned out to be a fraud. So. I would if you're if you're getting messages from up there, Chris. I would ask some pertinent questions and really drill down so that you could because I'm sure they want the truth to come out to humans because we're not getting it down here amongst ourselves. Right. Listen, I'm just trying to figure out who they are and trying to figure out how to 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 find the Rosetta Stone to communicate with them. I've worked my life trying to study this with with professional people with scientists mm-hmm. well, we're just well you might need some help could you, you might need some help figuring it out didn't you say this happened 16 17 years ago it still happened we're still seeing it and still can't get it figured out so somebody's got to give you some answers well i don't think uh i don't think with the top scientists in the world next to me uh they're they're just as as uh left for questions as i am you know what it is. I have my my thoughts and my ideas how I interact with this. You know, mm-hmm. on a spiritual way. Well, I've still, sent some sent, sent some of them orbs over know. here my way, Chris. I'll, I have a conversation with them. I'll get some answers, man. That's what that's why I have you on the show. I'm wanting some answers. Yeah, I hope you could. That would uh, maybe you should fly down here and you had had the chance to see them and ask them. Yourself. Well, I do know. You say you're in North Carolina. Yeah, I'm in it, North Carolina. Have you been to Brown Mountain? Yeah, I've seen orbs there too. Yeah, now that's a doc the documented orbs over there. Yeah, I was I at Brown Mountain more last year. Geologically based somehow with energy or something. So you told me to come over that way. I, well, I was at Brown Mountain last year. Cool. Well, I live in Fayetteville. I live near the coast on uh, near Wilmington, between Wilmington and Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Okay. Okay. Well, uh, they said you had about an hour, Chris. So, anything else you'd like to say to wrap this thing up? No. Uh, um, just look me up on ufogod.com. The book is doing extremely well. It's uh, um, it's got a lot of good reviews, and people tend to like it. And uh, I think for those that are having experiences out there, uh, maybe you'll find answers in this book. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not your typical UFO guy, right. but I have I have something all these other people you interview most likely don't have, and that's the data to back up what I say. Mm-hmm. That there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of weight there when you can back it up or you can share the evidence with others. You know, I'm not trying to say it's this or it's that. I'm just saying it's real and we're not alone. Mm-hmm. We, but we, when you say, and obviously that's a catchy title, UFO of God, uh, are, are you suggesting, uh, I mean, is it sort of like a, you know, an attention grabber to say that God can use a UFO and send people down to heal people? Or are you saying that God literally is in a UFO? I think if you read the Bible and you uh, look at these scriptures and you look closely, you know, most people go to church all their life. You know what they do? They 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 listen to their mom and the grandma talk about the Bible. They go to church and the preacher says, turn to Numbers chapter 6, verse 3. Everybody stands up and they read that one verse, maybe six, eight words. And then the whole service goes on about what his sermon is. So nobody never reads the Bible. Nobody never gets into those scriptures. Nobody ever has a train mm-hmm. on it. And they believe what they're told. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that the Bible is full of these these uh, UFOs. Now, I know you've done a n- number of interviews. Has anybody ever put up the scriptures like we put up tonight for you? Uh, not on time, but yeah, we have. <laughs> not Listen on time. To Paul, Paul, Paul's first-hand writing. Uh, now, this is given to me by uh, Dr. Pusaka about Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul was knocked off his horse by orb, right? Ball of light. And he was abducted. And he was taken to the third level of heaven and put a thorn in his side. Everybody's heard about a thorn in Paul. Mm-hmm. What was that? He thought there were demonic entities when he first saw them. Mm-hmm. But he come to realize it was. So mm-hmm. it's in the Bible. I'm just saying I think that we all need to come together and realize we don't have it all figured out. Like yeah, yeah, and I'm sorry about that, too. Sounds like you've had a couple of bad experiences with the uh, conventional churches, but I think we can agree that whatever you experience at some of these churches, I've experienced some bad things in churches. I don't discount them all. So there are probably some good churches even there in North Carolina there, Chris. Oh, yeah, there are good churches. I, I love the church. They do good things. They help. They help. The, the needy and it's a good place to raise your children um, but you know, I think that uh, I'm a lonely wolf out here howling crying hey uh, I called on God in the UFO game and it healed me who, who else who else who else is saying that right <laughs> right. and, and I'm sharing it and then in, in, in the book you'll read about blessings that's happened to other people as well so I'm not the only one here there's a lot of people that's received blessings by this Okay. many many okay alright well Chris Bledsoe I appreciate you coming on the Edge broadcast tonight thank you for having me I appreciate it alright we'll I, I had more answers for you but that's all I have well you know what you gave enough answers and you gave your you shared your experiences and that's what we were looking for and i appreciate it so much right thank you all right bye-bye all right bye